Welcome back, Holligans, once again for another riveting episode of Movie How. My name is Joe, joined as always by my stunning and brilliant co-host, Ryan. We're here to bring you one of the, the newest Marvel movies that has come to pass, and that is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I just happened, I saw it come out on Disney+, Plus, so I was like, oh, kids, we're going we're gonna to watch this. I was kind of excited to see it. Doctor Strange was actually one of the only movies out of the any of the new Marvel stuff that has been coming out that I was excited to see. Because I wanted to see what happened after the end of the original Doctor Strange. And to be fair, in the, as far as the Marvel Universe was concerned, a lot happened after the end of Doctor Strange. A whole lot of stuff went down. And all of that is really taken into account in this movie. So I feel like if you haven't seen the rest of it, especially, absolutely especially, the series WandaVision, this is not going to make as much sense. I mean, it's still a movie. It can still be construed as entertainment. But they're really banking on the fact that the people who watch this have watched everything else. Yeah, I was really surprised by that. I was I mean, they were like the Netflix Disney shows before, but they didn't play in that much with the movies, if at all. It was not required reading. Mm-hmm. But you're right, Wanda Vision was totally something you had to have watched to get this. And was that the first of the Netflix Disney stuff? It was Wanda Vision, then Falcon America, then Loki. Uh, I don't know. I believe I don't that know. That's, I don't... that's how they were released. And now there's like, what, there's oh, Hawkeye there's and... Hawkeye and there's Miss Marvel, which yeah. to the best of I've my only... knowledge has absolutely bombed. Yeah, I've only watched uh, WandaVision and Loki. And Falcon America, we we talked about that, didn't we? Oh my god, I forgot like, I we, actually we did, did watch all we that. We covered that I? in podcast, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, forgot. We covered I all three all of them. I want to say we've watched all of that. Okay. Yeah, I didn't watch Hawkeye. So then it's just been certainly. Yeah, it's just been the movies I've been ignoring until you tell me to watch them. Then and then a couple of the series because <laughs> I don't know. I just don't have time. I don't have time I to have watch absolutely like ten hours of this stuff. Halligans, I hope you appreciate this. I had to, this is my Saturday. I had to wake up early today to rewatch this movie because <laughs> it'd been a minute since the kids and I saw it when it came out. You know, on, when it was released on Disney Plus, and I didn't feel like I remembered enough of it to sit and give you, you know, the sort of commentary that I would like to. So I got up early this morning to rewatch it for this. So man, I better be on point. I better have some some sharp insights, some stuff. So yeah. what did you think of uh, Multiverse of Madness as a continuation for Doctor Strange? I liked the original Doctor Strange movie. I liked his character. I like what happened to him. There was a good arc. I, I liked all of that. I thought it was a decent movie. And so I was. I was excited to see this. What did you think of this one? Should we go straight into spoilers? Or should we try to I mean, to yeah. All right. Spoilers, spoilers ahead, Halligans. We're just going to get into this. We're just going to talk about it. It's kind of what we do. I think most of you who uh, listen regularly, I'm sure there's just millions of you who know and just listen all the time. So those of you who know, we're just, this is what we do. We talk about it. So uh, if you haven't seen it yet, and you don't want it to be spoiled, you know what to do. Yeah, I mean, it's probably worth a watch if you've kept up with some of the series. So just saying. It's worth it's worth barring somebody's Disney Plus login. <laughs> I mean, I, at minimum, yes. 
I really don't know exactly how I felt about it. I got very like Spider-Man three vibes from it the whole time I was watching it. Mm. And I did not realize that it was a Sam Raimi movie until the end. And it's like, Oh, did they do it again? Did they make him put a bunch of stuff into this that he didn't want to put into it again? Like, is that why it's like this? Cause it felt so chopped up and weird. Like it felt like a bunch of like a series of sort of random moments as opposed to a, slick concise like continuity like i'm used to seeing does that make sense yeah i i mean they start off with you know a different version of dr strange and america chavez yes america chavez. running from a monster and they're going for this book or whatever right. and then this dr strange starts to try to take her power to prevent the monster from getting it and that is not very Doctor Strange-like. It's not. Now this, albeit this is not our Doctor Strange, this is a different multiverse version right. of Doctor Strange. But yes, that doesn't seem very, the character we know is Doctor Strange-like. Correct. So, I don't know. It starts this whole series of adventures where, you know, like Strange is with uh, Christine, his ex. Like he's at her wedding. People know who he is. I, I, you and I briefly talked about, we even liked this moment, um, in, in the church where this guy's like, is that, did you really have to give away the time stone? Like I was, I lost my brother and my whatever. And strangers like, yeah, I did what I had to do. It was the only way. It was the only way we were going to win. Yeah. I thought um, that the, the whole wedding scene, I thought that was an interesting scene for two reasons. Number one, that him and that other doctor that played in from the original, uh, Doctor Strange movie where that doctor was trying to save someone, but they had to call in Strange to, you know, overtake because he was just better. He's just better. And so this guy confronting him about, you know, the decisions he made because he's just kind of a jaded, hurt guy. He he never liked Doctor Strange. He always felt like he was arrogant. And I mean, he was. Doctor Strange is an arrogant guy. It's kind of part of his character. Just very Tony Starkish in that manner. Mm-hmm. But questioning him and was it the thing you know what do you did you do the right thing is that did you have to do it that way and so that is for him to be called out like that i thought that was interesting and then on the other side of that when he's talking to christine he's like you know i was care cared about you he's like you know it, it never could have worked between us why because you always had to be the one holding the knife i i kind of take exception with that in the fact that when you're talking about general in a relationship, generally somebody's holding the knife. There's there's the top and the bottom. There's the and they're your partners. When you are with someone, you should be partners. The other person, the, what they think, how they feel about it, that matters. Not saying it doesn't, but you need a, you need the one who's in charge, the one who's the driving force behind everything, and that's just. I think that's just human nature to have that, that that's, that's the way it normally just kind of works that, you know, one is, one's the alpha as they say, which is, I don't necessarily like to use that term, but a lot of people kind of know it and that's okay to let somebody be that. And, I mean, I guess, I, guess okay I get if that. It, I, I'm not saying it's not okay for her to have felt the way she felt because she, her not being okay with him needing to hold the knife 
needing to be the one in charge. That's okay. She's allowed to feel like that and go marry whoever she wants to. But that means if she feels that way, she has to be the one holding the knife. Like that's, that's what that means. There's no, and that's what she wanted. And if hmm. that works in her, that if that's the way it works in her new marriage. Great. I hope it does. And then she lives happily ever after. But like, I think human nature for the entirety of us existing that's the way that it's kind of worked in relationships in not even I, physical, like loving relationships, like in friendship relationships. A lot of times you got the friend and the one friend who's he's kind of the leader of the group. That's just how it works. It doesn't mean the other people in the group aren't worthwhile or aren't good friends and aren't like the leader can still count on all those people. Like good leaders count on everybody around them to make that team. But, you know, you're playing football. You have the quarterback. He's in charge of what happens on the field. And he needs everybody to do their job to in order for it to work. But he's the one in charge, and everybody has to listen to the one in charge. Otherwise, it doesn't work. And so that's just a little little thing about how I how I felt about that. My my first my first little rant. There might be several in this. Yeah, I get what you're saying. There's usually a more dominant personality, but I kind of got from that that he always had to have his way. And what it makes me think of is like you and your wife, you're, I don't feel like either of you dominates the other or like with me and Kim. That's nice of you to say. <laughs> with me with me and Kim, like I would say I'm probably the one who's like making most of the decisions for us most of the time, but I'm also willing to like step back and be like, why don't you decide what we're doing tonight? You know, why don't you, you know, decide what our next date night's going to be or whatever else. Mm-hmm. And I, that that's kind of more what I got from that. Like he, he does seem kind of particular and really Mm -hmm. what I'm thinking of, and maybe you haven't seen guys like this, but like I had a buddy uh, through college who was just real. He really wanted everybody to think he was as cool as he thought he was. (laughs) Yeah. We've all, he was very, sure. Yeah. I mean, he was very pushy. He had a very strong personality and, like he got a girlfriend um, that was a very like pretty, like bubbly personality, like really interesting, had her own, you know, thoughts and ideas and like just very distinct. And because he was the way he was and he like pushed his personality onto her at the end of maybe a year and a half, all of her personality was gone. She was just him with longer hair. Ah, okay. Like she dressed like him. She stopped wearing like colorful clothes and just wore like camo and jeans and boots and stuff all the time. Like she, she just basically gave up everything about her own personality because of the way he was. And that's kind of more what I thought this was. I didn't feel like it was a, you know, you want to be the the leader as much as like it has to be your way. That's kind of the way I was thinking of it. Mm-hmm. And I can see that with Doctor Strange's character. I think that makes sense. Yeah. I think that's that's a that's a fair point to make as far as he is concerned. Yeah, my experience watching this girl like lose her personality was the first thing I thought of when Christine says that. Okay. So that's like its own story in this movie. Right. That those it's two, just... what goes on between those two is a whole separate subplot throughout this movie. Right. Then other ponytail strange and America arrive. Along yeah, with... which is weird. So yeah, how did how did his body end up there? Dead strange from the dream, which was just from a different it, multiverse. It got. 
I assume it, it got, got pulled in. It, but yeah, it I got pulled in somehow when she it. opened the. Yeah, I don't remember either and, off the top of my head. And I didn't have time to, like, I just I had it. The movie wasn't even technically over when I started setting up for this. So I didn't no. actually have time to, like, stop and rewind like I would have wanted to to check it out. So we have to assume yeah, that's no, the case. Yeah, I think it just got pulled through somehow. So he leaves the, the wedding, things... goes to fight and everything, and Wong shows up. And I like that they're giving Wong more moments. I still don't love Wong being the Sorcerer Supreme, especially when he's not nearly as competent. As, like it's They're not making it out to be like they're equals. Like Wong is very good, but Wong is not he's, on Strange's he's level. He's not Doctor Strange. Yes, absolutely. No. Wong is Krillin. He's very good. He's very brave. He is, he is not a Goku's level. <laughs> I mean, okay, I think that is... I think Wong's a little more powerful than Krillin. And <laughs> that was actually a good <laughs> analogy. I like that a lot. Um, All right, maybe, one of the maybe things I TN. expected to happen in this movie, I was a little disappointed it didn't, was I expected Wong to die. I called early on when we first watched this, the first time before I didn't know anything about it, and I said, I think Wong's not going to make it to the end of this movie. And I was wrong. I'm a little disappointed that it didn't happen. I thought he was going to sacrifice himself with Wanda towards the end. And that was how they were going to set strange back up as sorcerer Supreme and give Wong this really cool send off. Yeah. I think that would have made sense and it would have given weight to the movie. It's what Mm -hmm. it's the thing that gave weight to maybe not the best of the Avengers movies, which was age of Ultron is the fact that her brother dies in it. The Quicksilver dies. He sacrifices himself to do what's right to save lives and the, those moments, when you don't take them back, when you don't do the standard issue comic book thing of, well, you know you died, but we're going to take that back. When it actually happens, there's weight. It, it grants something more to the movie. So I was a little disappointed that didn't happen. Even though Wong is, is like one of my favorite characters. I like him as a character a lot. And he lost what a little... Uh, one of the other sorcerers, some female that they had like some sort of connection. Like there might've been like a, a relationship thing going on there and he loses her as she sacrifices herself to do something. And so that was a little bit of weight, but it wasn't weight for the audience because we didn't have anything invested in her. We have something invested in Wong. Who's been in several different Marvel movies at this point. People know him. People like him. It was like when, uh, Coulson died in the first Avengers movie, even though that got taken back through whatever and whatever. But that really led, led weight. You know, it, it puts something to the Avengers movie that really pushed it over the top for what it was. And, okay, so right after the wedding, they go fight some creature that's trying to kidnap America Chavez. I'm sorry, I, I kind of think, and I know they do it to have spectacle in the movie, to show this big creature and it's destroying some of the city trying to do stuff. And you got the two magic users who are using their different powers and cool different spells to try and fight it. And I get it. I understand it, but I'm sorry. Just a little sling ring action. All right. Zip. I cut it in half. It's done. Now let me like, we know what they can do. And that's one of the very simplest things they can do. You know what? Keep it simple. Stupid. What's the, what's the simplest thing I can do to stop? Oh, I'm just going to cut it in half. Like, you obviously weren't concerned with not killing it. Like, if you if you didn't right. want to kill it for whatever reason, okay. But I think you could have just, you know what? I'm going to sling ring this thing into the middle of the ocean. And then we can deal with it not around people. Like, there's so many other options they have. But it all revolves around the little, the little gold ring they wear on their hand. 
It's like, oh, I'm just simply going to do this, and I'm going to cut it in half and end it, or I'm going to send it somewhere where it's not going to hurt a bunch of innocent people. But no, we need the spectacle. We need fighting. We need to have this whole scene written out. And they're panicking. I mean, they had to do it. They they paid a lot of money to DC to borrow their Starro asset (laughs) from. (laughs) Maybe it was that, yeah. I mean, that's, the, I was like, is that Starro? Yeah, from Suicide Squad. <laughs> from one the of the, the actual successful DC movies? Yeah, they, they did that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I've Okay, so we're I'm getting lost in the weeds a little bit. Overall, I think I liked it. Although having that much hesitance probably tells you a, a lot about the movie. A little, uh, yeah. So there's the plot with... America, the person, which is still, I know, I know that's a name, but it's still an odd name. I can't, I actually can't stand it. I absolutely, and I know there's, and I have to make myself, I had to look, it's America Chavez, not America Ferreira or whoever the actress is that we know from TV, whatever her name is, Mm. but that's, it would be like naming your kid Germany. What? Hey, here's my son, Canada. It's, it's so stupid. I cannot stand it. I didn't do it. It's not whatever. That's your name. I just have to try and get over that because it is what it is, but it's terrible. It's literally terrible. Here's my here's my nephew, Venezuela. Like, it's just the one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. One thing I thought is I'm watching this, and you see it, and it's the first time I really thought about this. So the Tesseract, which is what gave the Maximovs their powers. That's what they used... To experiment them on, experiment on them, and, and create that. Correct. What? Which of the Say Infinity it. Gems was that? The Reality space? Stone. No, the Reality Stone was the no. one in the Thor Dark World. Oh, you're right. You're right. Which I think Tesseract. Well, yeah, the Space Stone. You're right. Space Stone, but the Reality Stone is the one that makes the most sense if Wanda got a powers from something. Because that's what she does. Her doing what she can do, but it came from this other stone. I don't think that continuity-wise makes a whole lot of sense. When you when you actually sit like surface-wise and you look at it, she can manipulate reality and do all this stuff that really revolves around that, yet she didn't get her powers from that. Like, yeah. that would have made more sense. But, I mean, early on, I don't think Marvel was looking this far ahead. I mean, I know they had plans for stuff, but it certainly couldn't have encompassed everything that they're doing right now. Like, those are always progressing. They're always being thought up and changed and overwritten, rewritten, things like that. But it's just my opinion. That would have made more sense. With everything, the way her powers look, everything, it it really connects more to the reality stone than the space stone. I, I don't think that makes a whole lot of sense at all. But, you know. That's just me. That was just one thing I thought about when I saw this. Yeah. I don't know, man. So the movie just feels super choppy. I feel like each jump to a new place, there's like random exposition. You get a little bit more about her, a little bit more about Strange. They have that kind of weird thing that they step onto where it it replays your memories and it's replaying him with Christine, which was kind of a cool Mm -hmm. moment. Yeah, but it just feels background. like so many little moments stuffed into this movie, and it—I don't know. There are so many little little touches that I like, and little touches that just feel out of place or kind of 
pushed in in a weird way. And I think you and I talked about this. There's apparently like a two and a half or three hour cut of this movie out there somewhere. So that probably makes a lot of these little moments fit in more uh, naturally or more smoothly. But OK, I don't yeah, I mean, I like I like detail. I know that. OK, well, that's something that I've read then since. But I've like I like the detail of Strange just going to walk because he thinks the light is red. And he's like, oh, we go on red here. And the girl's like, yeah, I've been to like. 70 universes or whatever yeah she's 70 like, it's something. not always it's not always green and she's like and she, i like the detail that pizza is the one consistent food across all universes <laughs> like <laughs> it's <laughs> a little bit different in terms of like the style of it like sometimes it's balls sometimes it's whatever but i and i know this is i have a little bit of a problem with this this is disney uh pushing the message but that Oh, didn't, I mean, did you pay for that? Oh, no. Didn't you know in most universes, food's free? It's really weird that in yours it's not. Like, that was that was a shade socialist for me. I had to, I was like, ooh, I had to kind of swallow that pill. That was tough. Like, really? You're just going to Bruce just going to jam it on in but, there? But then she gets chased by Bruce Campbell. Oh, God, the Bruce Campbell like, edition. Oh, I guess which, it's not free here. That's when it really made me think, is Sammy, Sam Raimi, like, part of this? Because it felt... Very evil dead like or mm-hmm. army of darkness the him and the self the, it it felt very much that there were a lot of a lot of those vibes, so at the end of it, when I saw that it was Sam Raimi, I wasn't necessarily surprised and i yeah. this you saying that there's a longer cut of this, I would be very interested to see that and to see like a three hour cut of this. I'd be interested to see how that changed it, how that changes my opinion of some of the things they do in this especially when you're talking about things being very choppy and not feeling like yeah. they f- one thing flows into another. Yeah. It's kind of like Batman versus Superman. When I first saw that it was, it felt very, very choppy and just bad. And then I watched the director's cut, which is much longer. And there are like whole really important sequences that are completely cut out of the theatrical version of that movie that make a lot of stuff make sense. Like there are little scenes where there's meetings between people talking about stuff talking about where weapons came from or, you know, what Lex Luthor's doing, whatever. And like the whole scene leading up to that is just gone. It'd be, it's, it's hard to even come up with an analogy of how confusing that is. It'd be like, if we just jumped into a scene of strange with America and skipped the part where she came to our reality or, you know, the reality that we're used to following in these movies. So I don't know. It would probably help to, get that longer version but who knows there's still a lot of movie in this movie there is that's what the other thing i first told you about it yeah the other thing that i thought was interesting was that there's a strange in almost every universe and he's really susceptible to being tempted by like the the, this like dark magic or whatever Mm -hmm. like it's something that seems to happen at some point yeah i like that and i think that's a setup for the next movie because he did use that kind of magic. And he's like, no, I'm fine. And then at the end, we see that he's not fine. Yep. So that was... But they keep encountering, like, either bad stranges, the consequences of bad stranges, you know, whatever. Like on the planet with Bruce Campbell. They find... That's where they run into the Illuminati, right? Which I don't know if that's a thing from the comics, but it's Reed Richards, uh, Professor X... Captain Marvel, but it's the what if version. Yes. From the like Disney cartoon thing, which I 
I didn't watch. I think I watched like one of them. Yeah, I, I haven't know, watched. Wasn't I didn't watch any of the what ifs. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like if I have time to watch something, I'm watching The Boys or I'm watching Kenobi or something like that. Um, but yeah, it. I don't know, and I like that. There's the whole history behind it where they're suspicious of him. They're like, no, no, the biggest start here is you. Like you have the potential to do the most damage. Like you're the one that we need to be worried about. And he's trying to warn them about Wanda and Wanda just wrecks some fools. Yep. That was, that was something I had written down. So before we get into that, I was curious what you thought about Wanda as just them portraying her. She's the villain of this movie. She is the antagonist. A hundred percent. not. And what did you think about that based on the WandaVision series where they tried to play her off as the victim? Like, I felt they tried to play her off as the victim in that movie at the end of yeah. it versus she was a villain. She was the villain. It wasn't Agatha all. No, it was her, Wanda. Wanda was the villain of WandaVision. And now she's actually the for real villain of this. Right. I liked it. I liked that they just went, she's straight up a villain now. Yep. She is an Ultron level villain, except worse. Like she's scarier. Yeah. Like where there she's was some like of that, limping a little, after them. Some, uh, what are, uh, yeah. uh, those, those Japanese horror movies. Yeah. Like the suspense thriller kind of things. Uh huh. And there was, there was a little bit of that in it. Uh, the very creepiness that I, I liked a lot. The thing that kept screaming out at me at this is, and kind of like in WandaVision, she's just so selfish. Like, she's so selfish. It's like, do you know how much I've lost? I'm sorry. Do you know how many billions of people have ever lived on this planet? Do you know how many of them have lost so much? Mothers who had to send their sons to war to not get any of them back. Husbands and sons. They're all gone. Like, people people have lost in their lives. What makes you special? What right. what makes your loss more more important than everybody else who's ever lost anything? Like it's it's well, so arrogant, and I mean it's part of the reason why she's the villain that it's just utter hubris. She what is that quote that I see it in uh, uh, the drinker? We'll pop it up from now on. Sheer, it's some, some Star Trek sh- thing. Sheer fucking hubris. Yeah, I like just, the strange uh, voices. What the audience mm-hmm. is probably thinking, like yes, you. No, you didn't lose any, like they were, you made them up. You mm-hmm. created them and you enslaved an entire town. Like you, you didn't lose anything. They never existed. Yep. And she's like, well, no, I dream of them. I kind of like, yeah, I kind of like the thing of, of dreams being a window into other universes. That's kind of a cool thing. And there's a line mm-hmm. from one of the bad strangers that they run into. That's really kind of cool where he makes a reference to that, that I won't spoil. But her, yeah, it's just, and he he says, like, what are you going to do? Like, those kids have a mother, too. What are you going to do? Yeah. And it, it almost, like, connects with her for a second, but then instead of, like, letting it fully connect those dots, he attacks her. And so she has to stop thinking about it. One of the things I thought dealing with her was these other universes that she goes into with an actual another mom and kids... Where's vision in those universes? Because yeah, there's no kids I was wondering that too. without vision. And I th- think the reason they did that is because vision will be the one who could get through to her and say, Whoa, what are you doing? 
this isn't right. He did it in WandaVision. He was like, there's something, what's going on here isn't okay. And he had to fight to fight against what he knew was, this is something's wrong. Something's not okay with what's going on here. And he knew he was, that's, that's why he could lift Mjolnir. He, he's just, it's not really about good or evil. He just knew what was right. Almost like a Captain America level. Like if Captain America is going to do something, you're probably can just get behind whatever it is, is the right thing to do. Cause that's part of his character. And so I think that's why vision, maybe they couldn't afford to get Paul Bettany in it. I don't know. Maybe that was like a, an actual monetary. I, I don't know. But as far as the a script, as far as the writing of this is concerned, it seems like that would have been something that would have been a bigger barrier from letting her do what she was trying to do. Him standing up and be like, whoa, what are you doing? And actually being able to get through to her. Because like you said, Dr. Strange tried to talk to her about it. Wong tried to talk to her about it. America Chavez at one point tried to say, hey, you know, you're, you're this, you're that. The boys will never know. Yeah, but you will. Like, you'll know that you are this. She keeps trying to convince everybody that she's not a monster, yet she's literally massacring people. She's just killing people all over the place. I'm not a monster. No, you kind of are the monster. So I did. I like that. I like that she was a straight up, she was a villain of this, and I like that they went there with it. Yeah. So she was trying to convince everybody she's not the monster, but she literally is the monster. She's literally the one who's, you know, she's the villain of this movie, and I like that they did that. Yeah. I like that she had consequences from it, that they, she, you know, they leaned into it. Like, yeah, she is the villain. And maybe that was something that they were planning all along. <sighs> but I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like Disney has that kind of foresight to like, be like, oh, we're going to make her kind of sympathetic. We're going to do this stuff to make it seem like she's not going to be the villain of the next movie. But, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I think Disney have admitted that they don't have a plan for this current phase. It's not mapped out like the first couple were. I mean, Disney doesn't even, I know they, they're paying the bills, but just let Kevin Feige do what they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's done a pretty good job so far. I, I don't know if I like the direction where some of this is heading. So the scene we were talking about with the Illuminati, first of all, really the Illuminati, that's what we're going to go with, but okay, whatever. Besides that, which I thought was kind of dumb. You were introduced to these characters, the Council of the Illuminati, which I thought was pretty cool. I really liked uh, seeing uh, however you say his name uh, from The Office and uh, A Quiet Place as Doc. Uh, oh my God, Reed Richards. Yeah, and that was something that had been put out there into the internet verse many, many moons ago, and the fact that they did it, I was impressed by that. That they actually, I'm like, oh, they actually, which means if we get another fantastic, if we get a Fantastic Four movie from Marvel, if that ever happens, he's Reed Richards. Like, they've mm-hmm. already set that as a thing now. So I'm really, was glad to see that. I didn't like, uh, what's her name as the Captain Marvel? Yeah. But that's Rambo, Monica Rambo. But that's just because she's super arrogant. <clears throat> And I mean, you saw where the arrogance got. He was like, no, you, we can handle your little witch. Oh, can you? Like uh, the Merovingian in uh, Matrix 2. Oh, you'll handle us. You will handle us. So it was, it was that kind of moment. Uh, I like seeing Agent Carter. I thought, I thought that fit well uh, as her being the Captain America. 
and then Black Bolt, who could be argued next to maybe Professor X as the most powerful of them. Yeah. Because he is extraordinarily powerful. He's never been brought into any sort of universe. But the things I know about him from some of the games I've played, I mean, he is exceptionally powerful as a, a member of the Inhumans, which I know has been... Those have been brought around. They were part of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think they dealt with some of the Inhumans. So mm -hmm. it was nice to see a character like that just out of nowhere brought in without any real explanation. I didn't need it. He was just there. That was fine. But I really didn't expect Professor X. And the way they brought him in, they actually used the original X-Men music when he came rolling or hovering in on his yeah. little chair. That was, I liked it. I thought that was well done. I, I appreciated that. So the Illuminati is from the comics. Okay. Which, that is a thing right. from 2005. So I had heard that that's what that was. And it seemed like it was too dumb to have been made up for a movie. Like somebody, somebody would have realized at Disney and said something about it if they tried to go with that name. But apparently they are a secret society of heroes that work behind the scenes. Like in secret, so yeah, okay, well, whatever. But I thought I what I thought was going to happen because it was a multiverse thing, like you know, the Council of Ricks, yeah, from Rick and Morty, like that is based off they were the Council bring of in Reeds. a bunch of strangers, like that. No, no, that in the comics, there's a Council of Reeds, like Reed Richards is so smart, oh, he has yeah. found himself in other multiverses, like that's what the Council of Ricks is making fun of. And ah, it, I ah, totally ah. thought, I totally thought that was where they were going. I thought it was going to be the Council of Reeds huh. that found him like, hey, what are you doing to the multiverse? Like, why are you running around like this? I also don't understand what's going on with the multiverse because I thought the Loki thing stopped that or maybe didn't stop. That. I don't know. Maybe that yeah, just opened it uh, all up. I'm there is a problem that I think I have with this whole multiverse idea because it gives free reign. They can do anything. They can literally just do anything they want. There's like zero consequences for anything. Like Wanda said, the reason she wanted those powers was not just to get to her sons and to live that life. It wasn't just that. It was to be able to be with them forever, which is an impossible thing. You don't get mm -hmm. to do that. You have your kids, and if those kids don't have some sort of trials and hardships as they grow, if you're there to safety net them the whole way, well, it turns into some of the society people that we have now who I can't say certain words around you or otherwise you break down and throw a fit like, like a kid, like lying on the ground, kicking and screaming because of doing things like that. Right. My dad so, was in uh, my dad was in Vietnam, like was drafted, was in Vietnam. He has mortar shrapnel in his leg still. And I've never heard him say anything about like I have PTSD, but I've heard like 21 year olds at the bar saying like, oh, I, you know, really screwed up on this test or my girlfriend broke up with me and now I have PTSD. Shut up. Like people. God, I, oh. People use terms like that so loosely now because they can. They self-diagnose things. Well, I'm yeah, this, and it, they're I'm just that. I have. They're so uh, sheltered from adversity and hardship in a lot of ways. Yep, and that's one of the things I thought with with this version of Wanda and wanting to be with her kids. She's never really been a mom. 
She like no, got to I, pretend be a mom during WandaVision, but every all of that was like good stuff. There was never any real adversity as a parent for her. And guess what? Kids? Your kids? They will test your ass on a daily basis. <laughs> every single day in, day out for the rest of your life, actually. Hopefully you raise them to be reasonable, responsible, practical adult people. And you can start not wor- I mean, you'll always worry about them. But uh, knowing that they're on their own, that they're capable, and but as little kids, that's all they can do is test you every single day. It yeah. never ends. And the the Wanda that I saw, she was woefully unprepared to live that life, to to live the day in and day out, sometimes utter drudgery to just being a parent. Any of you Halligans who are listening, who are parents, you absolutely know that. It's work. Doesn't mean it's not the most rewarding thing you'll ever do or one of the most rewarding things you can ever do. But it is so much effort to to turn your children into not utter shitheads. <laughs> like her her raising her kids and not ever letting anything possibly bad happen to them is one of the worst things you can do as a parent. But she had no concept. There, there was no concept of that in her mind at all. And so I thought at the end of the movie, how they handled that was was okay. Her seeing, like, the boys will never know. And then the boys seeing what she really was and having to, you know, deal with that, the consequences of that. And that was where she, I don't want to say it was a redemption arc per se, but it it caused her to understand enough to know that she was the problem. Right. It was like Vader at the very end of the original trilogy. Yes. Like realizing like, oh, okay, I see what's happening here. But, man, I didn't even realize that that was uh, Rambo. Because mm-hmm. I didn't watch it, so I didn't know. Like, I know the uh, the story Wait, of Captain Carter. What? The, the what ifs. No, no, but I mean, I knew that was Monica Rambo from the Captain Marvel movie. I know. I didn't recognize. It's been so long since I saw the Captain oh, Marvel yeah, movie, yeah, I and it. I hated that yeah, movie. Yeah. So when I saw her, I was like, oh, it's 007. It's Lashana Lynch. Like, I immediately recognized her as Lashana Lynch from 007, or, you know, from the new Bond movie, like, as the okay. replacement 00. But, like, I totally forgot that that was her. Like, I, I don't know. I knew, you know, in the what ifs, like, Carter becomes the one who goes into the chamber because of like some kind of sabotage thing that winds up, you know, Steve can't do it, whatever. Um, But anyway, so I'm glad you said that. Cause I was like, is that supposed to be her? Like that makes sense, but I'm not. It it does make sense. And also, okay, sure. Cause there's like an aging thing. That's kind of an issue with those. Cause Captain Marvel should be like 50 ish at this point in the continuity, but she still looks like late twenties, early thirties. So it could have well, been Rambo or it could have been Rambo's daughter. That, yeah, right. Yeah. They keep her from yeah. Uh-huh. Because I mean that's anyway. the easiest way to easiest way to do it. So something that happened in this that was really like I know I mentioned it before with, you know, the message. But one of the ones that really got me with this. <laughs> so as we said, um Monica Rambo especially very arrogant. Oh, 
we'll handle the switch, no problem. Well, then that inevitably happens. She comes and, you know, is searching for America Chavez. That is her ultimate goal. And she goes to where they are. And so four of them, uh, Mordo stays and uh, Professor X stay with, oh my God, Dr. Strange. And they go to deal with Scarlet Witch. I I kind of felt like they just, all right, well, the two, there's four of them. The two male characters in this, we're going to dispose of you guys immediately. And so the, right. the two female superheroes can battle the other female. Yeah, the two female characters can battle the other, the female villain, and you can have this thing going on, which, honestly, I don't really care about that. What I care about is the reaction when it happened. So these people have been built up by the, they were a team that helped save the planet from Thanos. Right. They With beat Dr. Thanos, Strange right? And like, the whole Dr. Strange from that universe, his sacrifice. I thought that was an okay scene that he's like, I know I did this. I'm ready, and he gets killed. But you have Black Bolt and Reed Richards who get wrecked in front of you, and these two girls, instead of having any reaction whatsoever to watching their teammates get murdered in front of them, especially Reed Richards and the way he died, which was horrific, they just kind of like look at each other like, all right, girl, it's time to kick ass and get this bitch. And they go to fight her. <laughs> Zero reaction, which there's no emotional investment. Like, what is that? That's that's utter garbage. And I that's the yeah. part that I hated about it. That they just okay. look like, all right, yeah. girl, let's do this. And th- I really hated that. Like, all right, they want to have them fight. Have them fight. I want to see Captain America or Agent Carter in this case fight. He's my favorite. Not a fan of Captain Marvel, but whatever. She's super powerful. Let her fight, too. Yeah, that was kind of my thought, too, was like Black Bolt was powerful, but his power is that one thing. And Reed Richards, the smartest man in the world, is like really quick to tell Wanda how to beat him. He's like, hey, here's how you stop this guy from killing you. Right? Yeah. How do you? Because he says like one is you're dead. Yeah. And she's like, "Okay, I just have to stop him from talking now. They, They pull a matrix on him and he can't talk. Right, yeah, exactly. And then Reed Richards, like he, and he's the elastic man or whatever. You know, what is he? I don't know. It's like, how is he going to fight her? Oh, he's not. Yeah. I even thought that having, I even thought that having Agent Carter stand up against Wanda for a little while was kind of weird. Yeah. I thought the only one that That really, that was one of the things that I agree with. Like, you're going to kill off the smartest man in the world and maybe the most powerful of your group with the possible exception of professor X immediately they're they're just dead. And yet captain America, the guy who punches things and throws a Frisbee he, like this agent Carter version of him, that's, what's going to stand up against her. I don't think so. I mean, I like it a little bit because captain America, he's like captain America's like life. He finds a way. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but, he was the last one standing up against Thanos in in uh, Endgame, right? But it, like it's before just, everybody else, it didn't. It, that that didn't make a. Li- she just picks picks Captain America up and just like squish. You're dead. Like there's no like Wanda's so powerful, so ultimately powerful. It's really kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It w- it made that was another thing that kind of bothered me. Like we finally get to see uh, Comertage or whatever the like mm-hmm. 
the the fortress kind of place be like in use other than just training people like we got to see them getting ready you got to see glimpses of like sanctums you know sanctum santorums or whatever from other parts of the world mm-hmm. and people showing up and there's the little joke yeah. like normally you bow to the sorcerer supreme <laughs> and i do like the little moment at the end where strange is like all right here you go and he bows a little bit and then he's like all right i'm out of here i gotta catch up on on the boys or whatever else is going on <laughs> like whatever he had going on back at home <laughs> so uh, i want to know what did you feel about so from the very beginning, the outset of this movie, they're trying to get their hands on the Book of Ashanti, which is the antithesis of the the Grimwold or whatever the Dark Book is. It's yeah. it's opposite. It's the thing that's going to help them stop what's going on. And so they fight the whole movie to get there. And they finally get there, and it gets destroyed immediately. He holds it yeah. in his hand for like six seconds, and then it's <clears throat> gone. What do you think about that? Did you think that was the... A bait and switch with the MacGuffin, like what? What? Do, how do you feel about that? I like that. I like that they did it. I like that there was not an ultimate MacGuffin that was like the solution to everything. You know, I like that there was a, a quest for it or a quest for some kind of answer, but that it wasn't ultimately the answer. That they had to find their own way. What about you? No, I kind of felt the same thing. Uh, like, there's always you keep going for this is this is the one thing we just get this one thing. And we can win, which the first thing I thought is it's a book. Just holding it doesn't give you the power. Like you have to read it and understand understand it to be able to use it. Kind of like the reverse of it that she was using. She had to read the spells out of it in order to be able to use them. So without the time to do that, it's kind of pointless. Yeah, it's like back but in yeah, the day there, when they had programming magazines. Like way back when, for those of you under I, like... I, 35 or 40 there were magazines you would get if you had like an apple 2e or you know commodore 64 some kind of older type computer you might get these programs and it would just be the text like you're supposed to type it in yourself Mm -hmm. you know you don't get the book and you're like awesome now i have this game let's go play it right now or i have this thing i need right (laughs) now it's like you have to go through that stuff understand what you're doing and type all that shit in like strange had to get the book open the book, read the book, understand the book, right? and be able huh. to implement what it said, assuming that it was written in some kind of language that he could understand. Like, there are a lot of assumptions in that, that all that stuff is going to go really right. smoothly, and I'm so happy that it didn't. <laughs> I'm so happy yeah. that it was like, oh, no, it's just gone. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I agree I with that. that I, thought, I thought that was good, too, that, oh, they're going to get this, and it's just going to solve all the problems. Now, there is a, another thing that I'm going to discuss after a little bit that that's exactly that. That's one of the problems that comes up in lots of these movies. But before I get to that, a little later on after the part we're talking about, um, when he he gets shunted out into a different universe. And him and Rachel, they have to go find another Doctor Strange. Hmm. And a, a question gets brought up that had already been brought up before, and that's, are you happy? This question keeps being brought up. And the solutions that are proposed to the question of, are you happy revolve around an external source. Wanda's not happy because she doesn't have her kids. Doctor Strange isn't happy because he's not with this girl. The thing about that is those aren't the things that make you happy. They can help contribute to happiness, but what makes you happy as a person comes from inside. Like you overcoming things, accomplishing things, doing things yourself. Happiness is something 
you you can, people can't give you happiness. Look at uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. You think super popular movie star. Johnny Depp's been a movie star forever. You just assume that how can you not be happy? You have everything in the world. Will Smith, you have everything in the world. How can you not be happy? It has nothing to do with all the... It, I mean, you're just a human. You have a life. But happiness comes from what we make for ourselves. And so many people don't... They don't do things to help themselves. Like, my ex-wife used to like to say, and she's kind of hypochondriac like this, um, that she had depression. She never went to, like, a psychologist and was diagnosed with it. No, 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 no. She just liked to say that she had it. And so... One time, in order to try and be a better husband, I said, all right, I'm going to listen to you, and I'm going to, I went to the library, and I got some books on depression. I got some for me to read, and I got some for her to read, so that we could, like, together work on this to help her. Well, she chose to not read any of the books that I got for her. Like, she chose to not try and do anything like something small here, I'm going to try and make this my goal. And just by completing little bitty small goals throughout my day and throughout my week, my month, little bitty small things that can end up coalescing into something large over a vast mm. period of time that you can have, you can bring yourself happiness by working on yourself, by reading books or doing things. It, it, do I know if the books would have worked? I have no idea, but I was at least willing to try and put in some sort of work to try and make this situation better, but she wasn't. And so like, why am I going to put in the effort for it? But right. I believe happiness comes from yourself and putting in effort. When, when you see yourself work hard at something and you fail a few times and you fail a few more times, but then you start to get it and you start to succeed. That's where you feel you can feel joy inside because you overcame something and you worked hard to get something. And it's it's the challenge itself that can bring you the happiness. But these external yeah. things, and it, it tries to make it out in this movie, like, if you just get the girl, you'll be happy. If you just have these kids, you'll be happy. But that's not the way life works. I don't know if that's totally what it... I mean, I get what you're saying. I think that's a little bit of it. But I think it's also, like, the life Strange has built for himself is not a comfortable mm -hmm. one. Absolutely. Like, he's not happy. And I think a lot of his, I think the ending of it, um, like where he's fixing the crystal on the watch and like putting it away instead of putting it on. Like, I think that's him like accepting that his life has changed and the thing he thought he needed before he's doing what you were trying to do. Like he is saying like, okay, this, this thing that I wanted is gone. Like I, that's not a thing. I have to find happiness somewhere else. Like I have to accept what I have now and move forward. Mm -hmm. which is a positive thing. I So I saw uh, John Mulaney last night. Okay. In, here in St. Louis. He was at the Enterprise Center. And oh, you actually went and saw that? Of, yeah, yeah. Kim and I went to you that. You lucky bastard. I told you I wanted to go see that show. That's great. And it was it was really, was really fun. good. I bet it was. And part, part of what he was doing was he's telling these jokes, and he looks over at one point, and we were probably, I don't know, maybe 20 feet from the stage like off to the side a little bit so good seats, and all right. like, yeah we yeah they were like way closer than i thought they were going to be when i was like booking them but there was a little kid in the front row like way on the end and he looks down and he's like oh, hello like you're, you look like a, a pretty young person how old are you and it's an eight-year-old named everett 
and he kept talking to Everett the whole time. Like he would like start telling like <laughs> horrific like drug stories and stuff. And he's like, Everett, just don't don't. I'm silly man, it's just being silly. Don't worry about this stuff like that. And at the like towards the very end, he was talking about you know things that he's learned and whatever. And he's like, you know, Everett, I've been trying to think of things to tell you, like advice to give you. And he goes on this like really actually good kind of speech about how like you're saying like happiness has to come from inside like you have to be happy with who you are and where you've where you've been it can't be a thing you have or success or popularity or other people you know he's like that's that's advice that's my advice and he's like my second bit of advice don't vape he's like smoke regular cigarettes Ah! like a good american like a good American boy. Jeez, that's so good. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, but so yeah, like the whole time, it was so. Stuff it was right now. It's hilarious. Dude, it's so good. it was very. The whole thing was very charming. He kept talking to this little kid. He talked to him for like probably a solid ten minutes. At one point, just like, so what do you do? He's like, what's your name? The kid's like Everett. He's like Everett. Hi, I'm John. And like later on, that's he was fantastic. talking about rehab, and he was like, "Has anybody in in here actually like been in rehab? Like where you go and stay and." You know, a bunch of people cheered, and like one guy pretty close was like, "Yeah." And he's so he starts talking to him. He's like talking to him a little bit. He's like, "Can I ask you some questions?" And he's like, "So what, what's your name?" The guy's like, "Corey." He's like, "Corey, that's Everett. I'm John." <laughs> <laughs> like just kept nice. including this little kid, but yeah, he he kind of talked about the same thing. Like as somebody who has a, achieved a large, you know, following and fan base and a large amount of success and all that, that like happiness that's not what it is i mean jim carrey said that a long time ago he was like i wish everybody Mm -hmm. could be like i wish everybody could be rich or i wish everybody could be rich and famous so they would know that that's not the answer yeah that makes sense it was something it was you see people you you hear about people like robin williams and what i just found out uh not this past thursday but the thursday before when we were at your uh bar the loading bar in edwardville illinois go check it out uh a (laughs) trivia night they talked about uh, Naomi Judd had just killed herself mm. and that her daughter, Ashley Judd, you know, they're all famous that they were home when it happened and she'd been battling it apparently a long time. But it's not like those things aren't in and of themselves going to do it. You have to find it from being okay with who you are as a person. And not on top of that, figuring out who you are as a person. That's a whole battle. That's a whole separate battle. Who am I? What do I believe? What do I want out of life? And trying to to figure that stuff out. That's a that's a whole separate thing. But mm-hmm. I th- I think uh, I think Mister Mister Mulaney was right. Happiness comes from inside of you. And I think there are little things that we can do to push that along the way, mm-hmm. like set little goals and achieve those goals and be like, you know what? I just did this and I feel good about that. But I'm not going to stop at that because I did one thing. And you, I got to do something else, and I got to do something else. We're meant to work. We're meant to to do and to contribute and to accomplish and to help other people. And there's just there's just so much that I mean, you never know what it is in your life that's going to bring you happiness. Some people yeah. like adrenaline sports. Some people like composing music. Some, I mean, some people just want to be with their family. It's so many different things. Right. Ugh. Some people. I don't know. All right, so I want to say the last thing that I want to bring up in this, the last thing that I have written down, and just so you know, this might be the last movie how that we'll ever do because my book here, this is it. 
I got no more pages to write in. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what to do now. I got. I got nothing else. I have to have some other book to write in. I don't know. This is all. This is all my movie how movies right here. Everything. <laughs> Almost all of them. There were. There were a few I didn't actually write down, but they're, they're all right here. This is monumentous. Uh, okay, so the last thing I want to bring up, and this again has to relate back to Disney's The Message, and I think when they do things like this, it does an absolute disservice to young women and little girls in our society when they see this happen. When they find out, America Chavez at the end of this movie is told, you can do it. You've had the power inside you the whole time. You can do it. When we have seen in so many superhero or or just stories of somebody having to work really hard to overcome the obstacle and to fail and to try again and to 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 really learn yourself and your whatever it is in this case learning your power or you know a rocky story where he has to overcome and continue to train and become better that all of a sudden at the end of the movie guess what now she can just control her powers 100% because they need her to do it because she right. believes in herself and that does an enormous disservice especially when you're pandering it to young ladies you're just teaching them that well you know what if i just believe in myself i can do anything no you can't and any of the women who have i mean women or men but because this is being sold to young women any of the women who've ever worked hard in their lives and achieved things like billy jean king anna kornikova like women who have worked hard in a sport uh Michelle Kwan, and I say them because those are famous people that I know about. Maybe you'd say Angelina Jolie, whoever. These people had to work hard to get where they are. Like it didn't, they didn't just believe in themselves and then all of a sudden they could do it. No, it took early mornings, late nights, blood, sweat, tears, tons and tons and tons of work to do that. Heads of corporations that we don't even know. And it's just, that's, yeah, Michelle, how it is. Michelle Michelle Kwan did not just believe in herself and then step out on the ice. Right. Cause this is kind of the equivalent of a kid who <laughs> like can't stay on her skates all of a sudden being in the Olympics. Right. All of a sudden she can right, do, cause, you know, <clears throat> triple axles. Right. Yeah. Because she believes like that is something I agree that I hate. Like a lot of like strangers, Ooh, strangest changes in this movie felt very earned. Like the stuff that he goes through feels very, it, it, but then it's like at the end, like, oh, shit, we forgot to do anything with this other character, you know, like there's no real mm-hmm. development with her. And maybe it's just one of those things where it was supposed to be like maybe there's a scene that was cut out where Strange was like, holy shit, you actually did it. Like, I didn't really know for sure. But I was kind of gambling like I was bluffing. I was hoping that enough of a pep talk would get you to do it. But, yeah, the fact that she can only do it like subconsciously when she's like terrified. It's like pee your pants scared. But instead of peeing her pants, she like goes to a different reality. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's like got to learn to. And, oh, it's like Invincible when he's talking about flying. Like flying is a series of like propelling yourself and letting yourself fall. He's like, it's like peeing your pants on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> peeing your pants on purpose. <laughs> yeah. I. That was a good example. That show was a good example of that. And him not being able to overcome the final thing because he just he he couldn't do it. He wasn't right. physically able to overcome the force that was put against him 
just because he wanted to. That's not how it works. Like, if you if you don't train, if you're a fighter and you only have a fight coming up and you don't train for it and you slack off and then you get in that ring, another guy's going to knock your teeth in because he did and he worked hard and he's ready and you're not. And that's life. And sometimes life knocks your teeth in. But they've been doing this. They just they just perpetuate this stereotype of, oh, if you just believe in yourself, you can do anything. I mean, yes, to an extent there's that, but without showing the amount of work behind it, you know how many movies have had montages? It's the whole, <laughs> it's going to be a montage. Ant-Man, Spider-Man, yeah. all these superhero movies, Captain America, where they had to learn how to do it. They didn't just, oh, now I'm awesome. No, they had to, they had to fail and make mistakes and try and oh that it's it's so terrible that they continue to do this and it's not helping anything they think it is they think just patting people on the back here's a trophy just for showing up and not trying at all that they think it's helping people and it's absolutely doing the exact opposite right i absolutely agree it's yeah, it's not helpful. The first movies showed, like you said, at least montages. Like, we saw Tony Stark build his suit. We saw him learn to use it. We saw him, like, screw up. You know, we saw Thor prove himself worthy again. Even though those, God, the first two Thor movies were so bad. The but, first one was good. You shut up. <laughs> I like the first one. You shut up. All right. All right. All right. But, yeah, it's there's none of the work that goes into it. Like, Strange has a whole journey to, like figure out his abilities. Now hers are like inbuilt abilities. Also, why is the portal a star? That's like the least practical shape for a door. There's a reason we don't make doors shaped like stars. <laughs> because I get that it's stars. a power. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, that's why Wanda was sending those creatures after him. That's why she sent Starro like he fits <laughs> through the door. <laughs> Makes sense. Anyway, Cause that's the way it is in the comic book. That's why I guess probably is. But I think that it's probably a more recent character, this America Chavez character. It is. Now, I did a little background research on her because I was wondering if this two moms thing that is thrown in, is that actually part of her background? Did they just throw it in to try and add on to the message? But it wasn't. The thing that got me about that when I looked it up is, and I didn't feel like this was the case in the movie, but apparently in her actual background of the comic character, her her mothers sacrificed themselves for her. And I think that is more compelling than what was brought forth in the movie. Yeah. And now I think what was brought forth gives the option later on down the Marvel verse of being able to have her reunite with her parents. But, you know, kind of like any good Disney movie, parents sacrifice themselves for their kids all the time or parents just die. That's that's what mm-hmm. Disney does. Disney's all about killing off the parents. It's kind of their yep. thing. <laughs> that's dark. It that is. Yeah, I it's not, I didn't do it. Disney blame Walt Disney. He did it. Yeah, it would have left more. I don't know. I mean, she would have had guilt either way because there are versions of Batman's origin where he's like, "It's my fault. They're dead. Like I got scared during the movie, or whatever. Like I made him leave. Oh, I that's wanted to go out that night that to go see the the show. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. We I'm the reason we were there in the first place. Like it would have right. been. The same thing, except like you're saying, there's the option now that they could be out there. And I think maybe that's what Disney did. They left that that door open for themselves. Yeah, that's the way I think Doctor Strange made it sound. 
in some of the one of yeah. the times he was talking to her. And so they're just leaving that open. Um, I'm trying to remember because uh, I didn't because I, I didn't even quite finish the movie all the way. I got as much of it as I could before coming in here to talk to you. What were the after credit scenes? One, I, think I know there's only one. Was it just the one with him and the eye? So it shows him being no, changed? No, no, there were two. There were two. The other one there's brings him up a new with character, the... doesn't it? No. Unless I didn't see him all. The other one is just, it's Bruce Campbell on that other Earth who's still punching oh, himself. Still he's kicking like, uh, the crap uh, out of himself. And then it no, stops. No, one of them. And he's like, one of them brought up a new he... character. I think played oh, by uh, Charlie Theron. All right, then I missed one. Yeah. Some some other witch magic user character pops up. Uh, I remember looking her up. Um, I IMDb'd it when we first watched it, and she was on like the credits. All right, let's let's see all here. IMDb, tell us what you have to tell us. Tell us all the tales. No, nope, don't know how many of you people are. Nope. Nope. Oh, that's a weird looking dude. Clea, Charlie Theron plays Clea. I don't know who that is. I know no Marvel background on it whatsoever, but she is in it. Ah, and I just saw above her Patrick Stewart, which there was one more thing I wanted to bring up. Um, I should have brought it up when we were talking about the Council of the Illuminati. My favorite moment in this entire movie was when Charles Xavier says, no, I think I think we trust Dr. Str- I think we trust this one. Because yeah. that felt like... The Charles Xavier that I know from the movies, that's mm-hmm. what he would have done. That's what it felt real. It felt like they pulled his character in and not just had him be the Charles Xavier they wanted him to be, but it was the actual Charles Xavier that we knew acting in the manner that we knew him from before. That's what it felt right. like to me. And I really, really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous to see how the X-Men is going to be handled by Marvel who is going to play what characters if they can do them more justice than what was done to them originally, but we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah. At least they were not building off like a really, really successful base. Like people like the original X-Men one from like the early two thousands, but yeah, they, they really got convoluted and went downhill after a while. So they, they don't have the same, like <laughs> the, the same probably staunch defenders that most franchises that are being rebooted right now do. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to see what happens with that. So I guess we have to come down to it. I know we spoiled a bunch of stuff, and if you listen this long, um, are you still sticking with It's a Watch? Is this still going to be your... <sighs> I think so, yeah. I like the yeah I like the spectacle of it. It still does a lot of the things that I liked from the first Strange movie. I like that he is the main character in his own movie, that it, it wasn't some kind of like bait-and-switch type thing where he's sort of a side character to something else. <laughs> I like the mentory kind of relationship with America Chavez. I like, I like Juan as a villain. Juan is a really good villain, and I like that there's some, you know, some responsibility taken for what happened in WandaVision. I think that the movie would make more sense if it wasn't chopped up quite the way it was. So I'm, I'm interested to see if, like, when the Blu-ray comes out, if there's going to be a longer director's cut or something that'll, that'll, you know, be like the extended version of Bats versus Soups. But yeah, I think overall. Apart from the little problems, like, you know, why are all the wizards so much weaker than, or not wizard sorcerers, why are they so much weaker than Strange? You know, why why can't, like, why is he the only one that can go toe-to-toe with Wanda when all the other but, ones together can't? And he really kind of can't. 
Yeah, no, but he's the only one that even could stand a chance. He's the only one that could try. Yeah. Like, Wong just survived. Like, Strange I mean, tried to fight yeah. her a little bit, but couldn't do a ton. Uh, I, I don't know. There there are some bits of that, but it's it's another Marvel thing. It's one of those things where it's like, in Iron Man 1, he gets shot out of the sky by, like, an anti-aircraft round or something. Oh, right? by, like a, by tank, a tank. A tank hits him. Yeah. And he's fine. But in uh, Winter Soldier, no, Winter Soldier or Civil War, he gets beaten in a hand-to-hand fight with Bucky and Cap. Like, the power scaling is always really weird between the movies. Like, it's never consistent. Like, you know, sometimes they're capable of, like, incredible things, and sometimes they're not. You know, like, sometimes yeah. in the Captain America movies, like, he, like uh, in uh, the beginning of Age of Ultron, I think, there's the scene right before the... No. No, it, it's... That one's probably the start of Civil War. There's like There's, like, a fight scene where Cap, like, kicks a truck, like, kicks a pickup. You know, like a Toyota Hilux or something like that. Right. And that hits another guy. That's how he gets that guy. But then there are other ones oh. where he just is fighting hand to hand with a normal human. And they're like on relatively equal footing. Like it's weird when that happens. So it's one of those things. Oh, in the that beginning just, of uh, Winter Soldier when he's fighting Batrock. Yes. On that like tanker they, ship or whatever. Right. There was never equal footing. He was just pretty much toying with him. There, it was never. I mean, Batrock was pretty tough, but there was never equal footing there. I, I never well, felt that but, at all. I, Captain America was but, never in any serious danger. Well, but you understand even what a I little. Mean. They, yeah, they have like no. no such I think I think odd, you make a fair point with that though. They always do that. It's in every one of these movies. Like sometimes they're super powerful, sometimes they're not. Sometimes yeah. it's like they just don't think of using their powers in an effective way. Yeah, like so in apart the from that, of, right after the wedding. Sling ring that Starro beast out of there. Either kill it or just get rid of it. Like you have these other options of things you can do that aren't so other convoluted than... and and that don't work. They're going to throw some chains on it and try and hold it down. Like how about throw the chains down and then send the chains into the ground to lock it down, not hold it like yeah. you two human beings can stop this humongous creature. Like it's it's just right. it just doesn't make any sense. Right. So apart from the whole, like, you can believe in yourself and do it. Like, I, I liked most of it. I think it was a little messy, mm-hmm. but I'm also like, it colored my perception of it when I realized it was Sam Raimi. So <laughs> take that for what it is. But yeah, I would say it's a watch. I'm, I'm not disappointed that I didn't see it in theaters, but Kim and I agreed we're de-appling right now. But we were happy to have our Apple TV and both have AirPods still because you can listen. Like, we don't have a surround sound system because the rabbits decided we didn't need one anymore and they were going to eat all the wires from it. Well, I mean, you so, know. <laughs> so we have, we just both hooked our headphones to it at the same time and it was a pretty good experience. Like, it was a good enough experience that when we were we were done, we were like, that was a movie. We've seen that now. <laughs> that, was a, that was a movie. <laughs> we hadn't before. Like, it's, that's a... <laughs> That's the thing I, yeah. I just watched. Yeah, so I would say it's worth a watch. I'd, it was pretty. I'd it was say pretty it is also also worth a watch. Um, I had a few minor issues with it, some maybe not as minor, but overall, the, I do wish they could have gone. I mean, if you're going to embrace it, if we could have seen the multiverse a little bit more, like there's a part where they're shunted through like ten or so of them to get to the mm-hmm. final one with the Illuminati, where they end up. Uh, Strange and uh, Chavez, but 
you you get so little time to see any of them. That's one of the only things that would have been neat to see in the theater. But you know, even yeah. at home with the TVs that we have that are all high def, big screen, good size. I mean, if I go back and watch it again and I can like pause in between each one to you know, try and see how it is. I thought some of them were very unique, very interesting, different things that they showed. I, I think maybe they could have leaned into that a little bit more and they might have in this director's cut you're talking about where they show different things in the way they are. I kind of thought that the multiverse version they went into was a little too similar to what we know. Yeah. I mean, they changed some of the rules about it, but like realistically, it was the world. It was just people living in a world. It wasn't yeah. like there was a one they went through that they were paint. There was one they went through they were underwater. One they went through where it looked like Doctor Strange was being broken up into different like blocks. Uh, one that seemed very Portal that reminded me of the game Portal. Just the look of it reminded me of that. Right. So I thought there were some unique things that they could have gone to instead, but that might have. The spectacle of doing that might have drawn away from the story they were, I guess, trying to tell. Like, I'm not yeah. sure why they decided that. Well, but. yeah, and it probably would have been hard to film or whatever if it was too uh-huh. abstract or different from the regular world. Like, nothing but computer animated. Like, that's all. It would have just been all done on, you know, that way. Yeah. Yeah, it would have become a, a Pixar film. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But otherwise, yes, I would say that this is a watch. If you're a fan of the MCU, if you're interested at all as to where this is going, how the world's going to change. But again, this still wraps me back around to the fact that unlike before, I just don't know how much I care. Like, yeah, I'll look forward to seeing these movies when they're brought out to a platform that I'm already subscribed to and I don't have to pay for them, but I don't see myself rushing out to the theater. There's like, there's nothing coming up that I have to see that I am super excited about. And they're used to it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been bothered by that lately because I've been talking to people about it at the bar. Kind of like there's nothing that is universally exciting to people anymore. Like we're looking for something that we can show at the bar that we can do watch parties for. But there's no like Dexter or Game of Thrones or Walking Dead or anything like that that was like kind of universally loved that we could show. Uh And then even further beyond that, we were talking about just movies in general and how when I was in high school and into college, I used to go to midnight showings all the time. Like I saw The Dark Knight at a midnight showing and I remember going with my like a big group of friends to Denny's afterward at, you know, three in the morning or whatever. And the place was packed with other people who had just gone to see it because the theater like I mean, there used to be lines around the theater. This is a 12 cinema place here. Yep, and the town was smaller, and like then, most still, of the like, cinemas were that the movie, right? Like the midnight and, showing, right? And there'd be people dressed up, and like it was just a really fun mm-hmm. environment to be in. I mean, I even went to see like I think some of the Twilight movies or whatever, or maybe like I don't know something that I didn't want to go to because a girlfriend at the time drug me along to it. But even that was like kind of fun because there was still some camaraderie between some of the guys who were clearly like dragged along. Like I was sitting on the floor and I look over and there's another guy sitting on the floor and he just looks dejected. And I just kind of like nodded to him and he just like gave me this like knowing nod back. It's like we're, we're both, like we're, you know why you're we're the same right now. Yeah. I, I see you're both, you're you. both here, you're here for after the movie. That's why you're here now. <laughs> you're putting your dudes now for after the movie. Right. So, but no, that was, yeah, I missed that. I don't. Yeah. And I don't ever feel excited like that about movies that are coming out now. You know, the first, and, I don't know. Is the first it, movie that go on. Is it because we're older? I don't or think is it because so. that doesn't happen anymore. 
I think it's just because there are no movies that are like so original or unique or new or there's no reason. Like if they make a new Blade movie, I will be at the midnight showing for that. But they if it's are. a Marvel That's a thing. Blade like, movie, there's not if. if it's a it's it's done. Like I don't know. Then I, I might not done, but it's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I might hold off if it's a Marvel one. I don't know because I don't have a lot oh, of faith in Marvel anymore. It's it's a Marvel's Marvel. They movies even are teased all... it at the end of uh, the Eternals. Yeah, but they're all so formulaic now. But it does feel a little bit like they've kind of shifted away from that, at least a little bit. Like this movie didn't have all of the like weird jokes and just inappropriate humor that is usually shoved into situations that don't make sense to have it. It had a little bit, but it really didn't. I guess that's something we can appreciate from this that we've talked about in other movies, Marvel, especially the Marvel movies that they're just trying to do. And they're just trying to make it so so much more humorous and everything. I'm afraid that the next Thor movie, which I am not at all excited to see even a little bit. And Thor is one of my favorite characters from the MCU. He's one of my favorite MCU characters. And I just don't know how much I care at all about this next story of his. I'm still going to watch it. Love and Thunder comes out streaming. It's actually, yeah, Love and Thunder. Isn't it? Isn't it out right now in theaters? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's out right now. Yeah, in theaters. No, it definitely is because a friend of mine was in the bar who had just gone to see it. Like she stopped in, I didn't even notice she was there. I, I was doing something. I turned around. I was like, "What? Hey, what are you doing here?" She was like, "Oh, I I had a." like a thing for a free showing of a movie. So I went and saw the new Thor. And so I sat down. I was like, what's it like? And she was like, eh, she's like, it didn't <laughs> be Ragnarok, but it's all right. And I was like, okay. She's like, it's definitely better than the first two. And I was like, that's, that's a low bar. <laughs> Screw all y'all. That's fine. The second one wasn't good. I can't, I can't argue that. No, dark good. world was terrible, but I don't even remember most of it. I've like repressed it because I have great. PTSD, Joseph <laughs> from PTSD from the MCU. That's, <sighs> <laughs> might. All right, we've we're almost an hour and a half in. We've talked about this as much as we can. The movie itself was almost barely longer than this. So, Halligans, yeah. I think we both say this is a watch. If you're an MCU fan, if you like the character of Doctor Strange, I, I would agree that it, it's a watch. It's not the best. It's not groundbreaking in any way, but I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's just a straight walk past. I think it's something that you can find enjoyment in. And so uh, if you all agree with us, if you all disagree with us, if you think we are full of all of the garbage, you please, please let us know. What do you think? Ryan, where can they do that? They can do that uh, by email at moviehell at gmail.com or on Twitter at moviehell. I mean, I'm going to keep tweeting it out, but from what I'm hearing, Twitter is just a dying platform, and I don't know how much... Maybe I should be Instagramming it. I don't even know. I don't even know what, what, what we should do anymore. So yeah, I'm going to keep true. doing it until Ryan tells me not to because he's making me. <laughs> it's fine. But it's been, uh, this has been, this was a movie. This was a movie that we watched. Accurate and it wasn't, statement. it wasn't terrible, folks. I hope uh, you could all could get some enjoyment out of it as we did. Maybe you could look past some of the minor things that we tried to look past ourselves. But until next time, I've been Joe. I have been Ryan. And we are out.